Book One, Chapter Two of the New Republic by William Hurl Mallock. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by phone. It was half past eight, and the party were fast assembling in the twilight drawing room. Leslie was lounging in one of the windows by a large stand of flowers and broad-leafed plants, and was studying the company with considerable interest his first impression was of little more than of a number of men's dark coats and white shirt-fronts tables couches and gilded chairs and the pleasant many-coloured glimmerings of female apparel but before long he had observed more minutely there were men who he instinctively felt were celebrities discoursing to groups of ladies there were ladies who he at once saw were attractive being discoursed to by groups of men he very soon detected lady ambrose a fine handsome woman of perhaps thirty with the large grey eyes of which lawrence had spoken and a very clear complexion leslie was much prepossessed by her frank manner and by her charming voice as she was talking with some animation to a tall distinguished-looking young man whose fine features keen earnest glance and thoughtful expression prepossessed him still more forming a third in this group dropping in a word or two at intervals he recognized the celebrated dr jenkinson still full of vigour though his hair was silver the sharp and restless sparkle of whose eyes strangely joined with the most benevolent of smiles leslie remembered to have noticed at baron isaac's festival he had just identified lady ambrose and the doctor when lawrence came up to him in the window and began to tell him who was who dr jenkinson is the only one i know said leslie and naturally enough he forgets me well said lawrence that man by himself turning over the books on the table the man with the black whiskers spectacles and bushy eyebrows is mr storks of the royal society who is great on the physical basis of life and the imaginative basis of god the man with long locks in the window explaining a microscope in so eager a way to that dark-haired girl is professor stockton of the royal society also and member and president of many societies more the girl child rather i ought to call her that he is talking to is lady violet gresham my second cousin you see my aunt the old lady with grey curls on the ottoman near the fireplace well the supercilious-looking man talking rather loudly and rather slowly to her about the dust in london is mr luke the great critic and apostle of culture that too is another critic close by him the pale creature with large moustache looking out of the window at the sunset he is mr rose the pre-raphaelite he always speaks in an undertone and his two topics are self-indulgence and art the young man there with lady ambrose and dr jenkinson is lord allen he is only two or three-and-twenty still had you been in england lately you would often have heard his name he has come early into an immense property and he yet is conscious that he has duties in life but said lawrence sighing 
he too feels as i do that he has fallen on evil days in which there can be no peace for us little but doubt and confusion and what seems to me a losing battle against the spiritual darkness of this world however that red-headed youth thinks very differently he is mr saunders from oxford supposed to be very clever and advanced next him is donald gordon who has deserted deerstalking and the kirk for literature and german metaphysics and who is that said leslie the young lady with those large and rather sad-looking eyes and the delicate proud mouth which said lawrence the one on the sofa said leslie who looks so like a reynolds portrait like a duchess of the last century the lady in the pale blue dress talking to that man with such a curiously attractive smile and the worn melancholy look that said lawrence is miss merton i'm glad you admire her and don't you know who it is she is talking to he is almost the only man of these days for whom i feel a real reverence almost the only one of our teachers who seems to me to speak with the least breath of inspiration but he is too impressionable perhaps too much like me in that way and now as the years come it seems that hope is more and more leaving him and things look darker to him than ever that is herbert herbert exclaimed leslie so it is i thought i recollected the face i have heard him lecture several times at the royal institution and that singular voice of his which would often hold all the theatre breathless haunts me still sometimes there was something strange and aerial in its exquisite modulations that seemed as if it came from a disconsolate spirit hovering over the waters of babylon and remembering sion i can't tell exactly why it was that but ah my dear lawrence who is this that is coming into the room now this lovely creature with a dress like a red azalea what speaking eyes and what hair too deep dead black with those white starry blossoms in it i don't think i ever saw any one move so gracefully and how proudly and piquantly she poises on her neck the small head buoyant like bell-flowers on its bed that said lawrence when leslie had done is mrs sinclair who has published a volume of poems and is a sort of fashionable london sappho but come we shall be going into dinner directly you shall have lady ambrose on one side of you and shall take in miss merton End of Book 1, Chapter 2